1: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
2: Doug Car Skater out today. Hope you're having a good one. 248-539-9797. Let's get back to your phone calls. Nathan is on one? What's up, Nathan?
3: How's it going, Doug? Good, thank you. Good, man. So I gotta ask real quick: Is it in your rider uh, with your with your new Michigan job that they can't call you Crash anymore now that you sit in the big chair?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not. People can call me whatever they want. That was a nickname that uh, Frank Beckman and Jim Brandstatter gave me years ago, my first year yep, doing yep, sidelines. I remember.
3: I remember the story. Yep, but yes.
2: Cool. Uh, long story short, no, they. I don't. I don't care what people call me. If they want to call me Crash, they can call me Crash. <laughs>
3: Gotcha, brother. Yeah. Hey, man. Um, as far as the the Campbell thing, it, it made me laugh when I heard it because, um, you know, I feel like there's a 12 and one team and there's a five and or a six and seven team, you know, and it's like only in Detroit can can we start drumming up the, you know, I think he's got an outside shot at coach of the year, um, and I feel like it's that's just an over the overarching kind of narrative when it comes to Detroit Lions fans is all they need is that whiff of success to lose their <laughs> minds.
2: We, well, we, we do. I think, you're, I think you're right. And, you know, the great thing is about this one is that what they have done in recent weeks, I'm not sure I remember them doing. Like, the NFL is so filled with games that are so close. And the Lions got three straight wins by double digits. And two of them are over, over teams, you know, playoff caliber teams, at least at the time they played them. Um, and that's sure. that's an impressive run. And and I, I'd have to go back and look historically and see how unprecedented it is, but it feels like it is. And they've become—I mean—the the hype for the Lions, including outside Detroit, is remarkable.
3: Sure. Yeah. And, no, and I—I'll—I'll and I mean, I'll call myself out on the carpet. I'm when they hired Dan Campbell, I said the guy's a meathead. There's no way that this team is ever going to win with him as a head coach. And if I'm wrong, I'd be glad to stand up and eat my words. But I. Yeah, I'm, I'm just—it's just the whole thing made me laugh when I saw that that there's a 12 and one team, and you know, and I mean that guy should should already have the award like on his on his desk.
2: He might—I mean, he might. the the whole The whole premise of Dan Campbell winning Coach of the Year is pretty much predicated on them winning out and getting to 10 wins sure. or getting close. And if Sirianni takes a step back, but it, you know, Sirianni's done an incredible job. You're yeah, right, he, you're he's right
0: still the odds-on favorite, by the way. He just still is, Campbell's yeah. tied for second doesn't mean he's going to win it.
2: No. Um Look, when Campbell was hired, you know, you're trying to gauge if he's going to be successful. And I remember somebody calling up the program and making the comment of name another coach that has, it's going to sound like an insult, but like kind of the Neanderthal player mentality that has ever had success like sustained success in the NFL. We have problems like the names that came up were like Ditka. And I mean, I, I don't know if he's a former, I don't think he was a former player, but like Buddy Ryan, he's kind of, you know, man's man personality. And I don't think, and, and and Campbell isn't like trying to be anything. Campbell is what he is. And I'm like, yeah, it's hard to do. It's hard to do now. He hasn't gotten them to the mountaintop. Let's be clear. But let's call it also what it is, way ahead of schedule right now. It is way ahead of schedule. And, you know, they've, they've got to finish this season out. I, I mean, two and two the rest of the way to finish the season eight and nine would be still a pretty big step in the right direction it will feel disappointing given the context of where we are right
0: now yeah but then go to the context of when they were 1 and 6
2: yes and know? go to the context of the preseason like i still have all those preseason predictions in my desk right i know that you know we like to record things in the moment and then go back and revisit them and wasn't
0: the average like 7 wins the
2: average was yeah. 7 wins and that would be exceeding the average fans expectation what was crazy and i give i give our audience a lot of credit there was a I think a enthusiasm, but not a, out of control enthusiasm, about what this team's ceiling was. You know, people thought they'd take a step forward, but we weren't getting the the you know the the 14 and three calls, the 13 and four calls, the I think this team's winning the Super Bowl calls. We just weren't, not as much as we usually do, which can happen before every year. So, again, uh, you know, that kind of kind of kept it in perspective.
0: I know people are going crazy right now, and they actually you know have every right to because of just how things have gone, but they're six and seven. Have you ever seen this much momentum locally nationally talked about for a team under five hundred? no, it's because they started one and six, and now they're they've gone what five and one right yep so but if they had gone a normal, hey, win one, lose two, win two, lose one, you know gone through it this. This wouldn't be there. The excitement wouldn't be there. The reason why it is what it is is because they started in such a terrible deficit. They started with what we thought was, this is a horrific team. There's no talent. The coaching's bad, all that stuff. To, oh, my God, the coaching's good. We have way more talent than we thought. We have a core here. So that's how narratives can change is how the season has gone. That's why people are so excited, and they have every right to be. Like I said, the way this year has gone, yeah, they're 6-7. But you have to put into context how we got here.
2: Okay, so I started workshopping some trade ideas because I keep talking about don't be surprised Brad Holmes trades a pick. Don't be surprised Brad Holmes trades a pick. And I'm like, you know what? I need to come up with some trade proposals. Back it up. Yeah, so, so throwing some names out there, all right? And this is, this is sort of the framework. And the first thing you need to do is you got to find a team that wants draft capital, wants to dump some salary, and is perhaps interested in a rebuild. And, you know, it's hard to actually find because there's not a ton of teams that have, I'm, I'm going to guess, there's not a, t- that, that have given up on the season. Like there's obvious ones like the Rams, but it's, it's not a long list yet of teams that you can say, well, they're going to start a rebuild because they're still considered in playoff contention. So they might not think, that they need to start a rebuild. But what about the Vegas Raiders? They just signed Max Crosby to a 24, 25, I think it's 24, 25, $26 million contract. And wasn't it two first-rounders for Khalil Mack? Could the Lions give up one of their first-rounders and a future first for Max Crosby? Would Would the Vegas Raiders be interested in that? Or is that even not enough to get it done? Is Crosby one of their future pieces?
0: I personally wouldn't want to do it if I was a Lions fan. I love where Hutch is, and that doesn't mean I don't want another guy on the other side because that's you know what a lot of teams do nowadays. They went and got Chandler Jones, even though they had Max Crosby, right? Mm-hmm. But for his contract, and I think for where the Lions are, they have the two first-round picks. They have James Houston, Okwara, Charles Harris. Do you remember even saying his name? I know he's been hurt, that's why you haven't. Yeah. But that was a yeah. guy they gave a two-year deal to, right? Yeah. I think we're okay keeping our assets and not going after. I'm
2: Astros. gonna guess too the Vegas Raiders probably wanna
0: wanna keep wanna up.
2: build around him. Mm-hmm. Um okay, what about the pick at fifteen to Pittsburgh for safety minka Fitzpatrick?
0: I wouldn't do it because I love Kirby Joseph and I got Tracy Walker coming back. Now Tracy Walker is a bit of an unknown because of the injury. Uh he's already tweeted out pretty recently now though that he feels like he's gonna be back in ahead of schedule. Very early right now, but with that being said, I think that I trust Dan or Dan Campbell. I trust Aaron Glenn. I trust Brad Holmes to get some depth there with uh, other resources than going after Aminka. But even though I thought Minka was older, and then you reminded me how old he is actually. He's twenty six. Twenty six years old. I mean, Aminka is one of the better defensive backs in this league. But I'm not shutting the door completely on that one. But uh, I do like where the lines are at, Doug.
2: Yeah, I mean, this one, I agree, and I am. I'm thinking again that Pittsburgh probably wants to keep him, but if they're, Hey, if they're interested in a, in starting a, I mean, when have the Steelers ever gone rebuild? Have they ever? I don't remember in our lifetime, the Steelers saying, yeah, we're going to unload talent and start over and load up on draft picks. I mean, maybe it's happened, but it's just not what the Steelers have ever had to do. This uh, is a lesser move, but Houston, you think you could get Christian Kirksey, their middle linebacker. He's their third leading tackler. He's a bit older, but I like a veteran in there who's who's active and he's an NFL man of the year candidate, which might not mean much to people, but I think those are strong locker room presence guys. And that would probably be a mid round pick. Um, That might be an uh, underrated kind of subtle move that they could look at.
0: Yeah. I mean, for the right price, I think you bring, you know, a veteran in, you know, but the, right now that, that guy who's filling that role is Anzalone. Yeah. And he's they love done, him. Yeah. They, they love, love we know they love him. He's voted captain all the time. the like, Two years he's been here. And he's actually played pretty well the last few weeks.
2: I, I will say this. This whole exercise is tough right now because of the limited number of teams that might be looking to do this. In the, in the weeks to come, and it becomes more, um, more obvious who might be interested in a rebuild and who's fading from playoff contention, there'll be more teams to talk about their rosters and who the Lions might be able to trade for a player off those rosters.
1: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas